0: But our You Ask For It series, we get the name simply because you guys have asked these questions. So what we're doing, we started this last week. I am attempting to answer questions that you guys have submitted over the last four to five weeks. And we allowed you to, to write on index cards so that you could anonymously ask your question without feeling embarrassed or um, you know, uneducated in the Bible. You could ask this and no one knows who asked the question. Last week, we answered the question, or we, I gave you my answer, you know, whether or not you agreed with it or not, that's, that's up to you. But we talked about the question, can a Christian lose salvation? So if you missed last week, or if you just want to hear that again, go online and watch that, or go to our Facebook page and you can watch that. Today, we're going to spend our time on answering the question, how do I hear the voice of God? How do I hear the voice of God? Now... Once again, just like last week when I when I um, introduced the topic, um, you may not have asked this question directly, but there are several. There were several questions that were asked that can be answered by answering this question right here. So maybe yours was more indirect how you worded the question. I know last week we had five or six questions that could have been grouped, and, and I'm sure they were answered by talking about can a Christian lose their salvation. So maybe I'm not answering your question directly, but hopefully indirectly your question will be answered uh, today as we talk about this. So how do I hear the voice of God? That's a great question. We, how many realize we need to hear the voice of God? Yeah, uh, and not just all the other voices that, that we're hearing, but we need to hear God's voice but the first question we have to ask ourselves is does God even speak does God even speak Um, we know he spoke in the Old Testament we can read the Bible we know that he had conversations with Adam in the garden we know that he spoke to Noah about building a boat we know that he spoke to Moses in a burning bush about uh, leading uh, the, the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage uh, in the New Testament, we know that he spoke to Paul. It was Saul at the time, later became the Apostle Paul, while he's riding a donkey to town. So we know that God spoke then, but does he speak today? Well, if you remember, and I know you did because you guys are, are pay attentioners, yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I taught on the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, the doctrine of the Trinity. Three in one, God the Father, God the Son, and... God the Holy Spirit. And that teaching is actually going to help us today as we go more in depth on the role of the Holy Spirit, okay? So if you have your Bibles this morning, open them to the book of John, chapter number 14. If you don't have your Bibles, uh, just look over at a Christian sitting next to you. They should have one. That's a, it's really a joke, okay? Don't get offended. If you do, grow up. But we will... I'm just kidding. Kind of, um, we'll put this up on the screen. We'll put the the word of God up on the screen for you. John chapter 14, um, verses 16 through 17. The context, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, his followers, at the Last Supper. And he says this, he says, I will pray the Father. And what that simply means is I will ask the Father. And he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking about the Holy Spirit is, is with you, but later when I go, I'm gonna, the Father's going to send the Holy Spirit and later he's going to be not just among you, but he's going to be in you. And so one of the things that we should celebrate and we should be thankful for every day as children of God is that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. That is wonderful news. And the Holy Spirit, as we learned two weeks ago, He's not a a force. He's not a a power. He's not a thing. He is a person. He is God. And He lives inside of us as believers. Notice all the personal pronouns. Pronouns that are, that are listed there. He is God. And it says here, Jesus says, He's the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. Then He goes on to say this, same chapter, John 14, verse 25 through 26. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, and then He clarifies who that is, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, He will do what? He is going to teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. Now, I have that highlighted there. He's going to teach you, and he's going to bring to your remembrance all the things that I've spoken. How in the world can he do that if he doesn't speak to us? That's my question. He does speak to us. That's how he teaches us. And that's how he brings things to our remembrance, by by speaking to us. In fact, he's always speaking. God is always speaking. The, The problem is not that God isn't speaking. The problem is that we aren't listening. And more often than not, we're not listening because we don't know that God is speaking. Or we're not listening because we don't understand how that God speaks. That's why we're answering this question today, how do I hear the voice of God. Now, I believe that every single one of us desires to hear the voice of God. Just, I, okay, I won't even ask you, but I'm, I'm assuming everyone in here would desire to hear the voice of God. Uh, and, and there are times when we need specific words of God. Um, specifically, maybe we're in a time of decision. Uh, maybe we're facing a crisis. I mean, we need a word from God. We, God, if I could only, God, what do you have to say about this? God, please. Speak to me. Maybe we need direction or clarity or a word of wisdom or a word of encouragement. And during those times, we we specifically need to hear the voice of God. But I believe that one of the barriers to hearing the voice of God is waiting until we need a word from God to start listening. That's a huge barrier. And many times, people don't even think about hearing God's voice until they find themselves in those situations. But yet God is speaking all the time. And the problem is is that when we only wait to hear from God when we're faced with a, a crisis or a time of decision, it, it becomes more difficult, because we haven't been spending time trying to hear His word or hear His voice on a regular basis. And when you're not spending time on a regular basis hearing from God, it makes it very difficult to hear Him when you're faced with great difficulty. I'm sure this has probably happened to everyone, but have you ever had uh, someone call you on the phone, maybe from a number that you didn't recognize, and they just start talking to you uh, like you should know them, and they're just chit-chatting away, and they hey, Scott, how's it going, man? How, how you been? And, and, and you spend the first, like, three minutes of the conversation really not even listening to what they're saying, but trying to figure out who this is. You ever had that happen to you? And, and you're, kind of, you're kind of nervous to ask because you don't want them to feel like you don't know them. But, you know, you, you, you listen for three or four minutes and finally you just say, okay, I'm sorry, and maybe you make up an excuse like, you know, you've got a bad connection and you can't really tell. But you ask them, man, I'm sorry, but, but who is this? And, and you, they tell you, and, and you say, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't recognize your voice. And maybe the reason you don't recognize their voice is because maybe it's been a while since you've spoken with them. And you wasn't familiar with their voice. So it took you a while to recognize, or maybe you never even recognized at all. But did you know that that doesn't happen to people who speak with one another on a regular basis? My wife, we, we've been married for almost 21 years, been together for almost, goodness, 22 and a half years Um, she cannot call me from an unidentified number and trick me by pretending to be someone else. She she can't do that. I'm going to recognize her voice. And the reason I recognize her voice is because I hear it all the time. (laughs) Just in a good way, babe. But, But I hear it all the time. My children, I, I have a 17-year-old, an almost 18-year-old, and a 13-year-old, and, a and obviously I've been hearing their voice for, for 17 and 13 years, or a little less than that. They didn't learn to talk right out, right out of the womb, but I've um, been hearing their voice for a long time. And you could, put, you could put 20 people up here on the stage this morning and have my two kids in that group and I could be out there blindfolded, and each one could take a mic and just say something. And I guarantee you, I could pick my two out of that group of 20 people every single time. Why? Because I'm familiar with their voice. I, I know their voice. I've shared this story before, but I can remember when my kids were in daycare, and I would go to pick them up. And, and I'm talking uh, daycare, obviously, at different times of their lives, but I can remember when they were, like, really little, and... And you get some three and four-year-olds in a room and, and the parents are going there to pick them up at you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. These kids are just, y'all know how they do I mean, they're just going crazy and it's loud and, and they're not paying attention to who's at the door. And I could step up to the, that room door and just say, Seth, boom, he would hear my voice immediately and turn. And I didn't say it loud. I just said his name. But he heard my voice and he recognized, none of the other kids turned around because I wasn't calling their name and plus they didn't recognize my voice. Same thing happened to Lakin. Just in the midst of all of this chaos, I would call it, in the midst of all this loudness, I could say their name and they would turn their attention to me because they recognized my voice. And I tell you that this morning because if you want to hear the voice of God, you're going to have to become familiar with His voice. If you, want to recognize, or if you want to hear the voice of God, especially in the time of decision, maybe you're starting a new job or you're trying to figure out who it is you're supposed to marry or, or, or you know, where you're supposed to move and relocate to, if you want to hear God's voice, you have to start getting familiar with His voice right now so that you will recognize it when He speaks. And how do you do that? There are several ways, but one of the most important ways is by spending time in His Word. You're learning to know the voice of God. You know, a lot of times people talk about the general will of God and the specific will of God. The general will of God would be everything that He's already spoken in His Word. Like, this is God's general will. You want to know, people say, well, I don't really know what God wants me to do. Well, read this. He's already already mapped out and laid out His general will for our lives. We agree with that, right? So we have the general will of God. And then there, are, there is the specific will of God where God specifically has a calling upon your life and a specific ministry that He has for you. And so He's going to speak specific words to you. So you have the general will of God and you have the specific will of God. You can substitute that word will with word. There's the general word of God, once again, the Bible. And then there are specific words that God speaks to us. And and the problem is is that many times we wait until we're in a desperate situation to hear the specific words of God when in reality we should have been making a habit on a daily basis of hearing the general word of God. Because if you don't hear the general word of God, you're going to have a difficult time hearing the specific words from God. Are are y'all tracking with me this morning? If we don't become familiar with God's voice now and and make it a habit on a daily basis to to learn to recognize His voice, when those times of of decision come, when we need clarity, when we need a a word of affirmation, it's going to be very difficult to hear Him. Yes, He's going to be speaking, but because we're not familiar with His voice, more than likely, we won't recognize Him. So we have to make a habit of meeting with him on a regular basis so that we can become familiar with his voice and understand how he speaks. So I want to share with you 75 points. On, just kidding. I want to share with you four points. <laughs> if some of you are like, oh my goodness, we're going to be here all day. I want to share with you four points on how to hear the voice of God. Is that okay? For, you asked for it. So I want to share with you four points on how to hear the voice of God. Now, these are not authentic or original to me. Uh, these four points, I'm going to add my, uh, my studies in on it, but these four points are too good to change. These come from a teaching by Pastor Robert Morse from Gateway Church down in Dallas area uh, from a sermon he taught called Value His Voice, valuing the voice of God. So four points. How, how do we hear the voice of God? Number one, if you're taking notes, set an appointment. That, <laughs> these are very practical steps, by the way. Set an appointment. Set an appointment... With God, you know, we we set appointments with with so many people in our lives. We set up we make appointments for doctors, we make appointments for dentists, we set appointments for therapists, uh, and some of you need to set some of those appointments. Uh, we <laughs> set appointments <laughs> with counselors, um, uh, hairstylists. We set appointments with to meet with the teachers. Teachers set appointments to meet with the parents, and we're setting all sorts of appointments. Why do we set those appointments? to meet with those people so we can have a conversation, right? Sometimes we even set appointments uh, with people that we don't even like, but we do it because it's necessary. We need to set an appointment. So if we set all of these appointments in life, then why in the world would, would we not set an appointment to meet with God? And some of you think, okay, well, well, well what's a, an appointment? Well, this is, this is pretty practical. An appointment is really just a time and a place. That's all it is. Set a time and set a place. Eight o'clock at the dentist's office. You got your time, you got your place. That's all an appointment is. So if we want to learn how to hear the voice of God, we got to set an appointment. We got to set a time and a place where we're going to meet with God. Some people, um, this may be in the morning. Some people are morning people. I'll just tell you, I'm not a morning person. I mean, I, I can get up early, but only if I have to. I'm not a morning person. Some people are, are night owls. Maybe their meeting time with God is at night. Some people um, uh, meet with God on their lunch break. And that's fine. You go to work, you take your lunch. Uh, maybe when lunch break happens, you go out somewhere in the cafeteria or, or maybe out to your truck, I don't. whatever your flexibility is at work. You sit down, you eat your lunch, and then you open up the Bible. And you have, your, you have an appointment... With God. You know, it really doesn't matter when the time and where the place is, so long as you are setting an appointment. How many realize that if you never set an appointment, you'll never make that appointment? That's kind of tricky uh, language there, but you'll miss it. People say all the time, Oh, I just don't have time. You're never going to find time to, to have an appointment with God. You have to make time it has to become a priority in your life but the good news is, is there there's no right time or place just set an appointment and be consistent matter of fact this is your homework for this week set an appointment with god this week pick a time pick a place that you're going to prioritize god Set aside the distractions. It doesn't have to be for 30 minutes. It doesn't even have to be for 15 minutes. Just pick a time. Okay, for for, for the 10 minutes, from 8 o'clock to 8.10, tonight or in the morning, I am going to set an appointment and I'm going to meet with God. All right? Number two, be still and worship. Now remember, the, the question is how to hear the voice of God. Set a time and appointment, and then when that time and appointment comes, be still and worship. Now being still is very hard to do for us in the in the 2018 era that we live in because we are some busy people. Busy, busy, busy. Go, 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 go. We really don't have enough time in the day, do we, coach, to get everything done. We're busy, busy people. So it's very hard for us to do, but there are several places in scripture where God says and God says through people to be still. Slow down, pause, breathe. Look at, here's one place Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Now, God is speaking through Moses, and Moses says to the people, Do not be afraid. What does he say? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Just just stand still and watch God work. Just, Just stand still and just observe that there is a God who is aware of your situation. Here's another one. This is my favorite. Psalms 46:10. Be still and know that I am God. Some of you right now are, are in some battles in your lives. Maybe some of you are facing some sickness. Some of you are maybe a, uh, in a financial strain. Maybe some of you are in a, a, a relational strain. Maybe your marriage is tough, and you're uh, maybe you're in a decision, a time of transition. I don't know, but you're in a tough spot, and God is speaking to you this morning. Be still. And know, and I love the way this is, this is worded, the, the priority of this or the structure of this, because you can't know that He's God until you're first still. Because we get so busy. Oh, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't understand. What are they saying here? What are they saying there? I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. God is saying, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm very aware of your situation. Be still and worship the Lord. Now remember, we're talking about how to hear the voice of God. Here's another passage of Scripture, Acts chapter 13, uh, verse 2. It says this, while they were what? While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Now, the only reason I don't have fasting emphasized there, it's not because it's not significant. It is very significant. But I'm talking about being still and worshiping today. While they were worshiping the Lord, excuse me, the Holy Spirit said, While they were worshiping, the Holy Spirit spoke. Right? What, what are we talking about today? How to hear the voice of God. They set an appointment to meet with God. They got still. They started worshiping. And while they were worshiping, God spoke. Can I just tell you, um, some of the, the best times that I hear from God is when I'm following this format right here. When, when I've just gotten still and just worshipped Him. There have been times, I, I can't tell you how many uh, times that I have just you know, come in this room right here throughout the week. I'm, I'm wrestling with a message. And, and sometimes for those of you that, that are pastors or preachers or, or have taught the Word of God, you know, you, you know it takes time to write a sermon. And sometimes it just, it just flows and sometimes you're like, Oh my goodness, it's Friday, I have nothing And it's in those times where specifically I will, I mean, I'm just like wrestling with God. I'm like, God, you know where what time it is? It's, you know, where what today is? Sunday's coming. I have nothing. And I'll I'll come in here and I'll turn on some worship music. And I just just get still. I just just put on a worship song. It it doesn't really matter as long as it's just worship, as long as it's glorifying God. I just get still and I listen. Just worship. And it never fails that four or five minutes into that, sometimes 10, 15 minutes into that, just worshiping God. I just I just start hearing God's voice and God starts speaking to me and I start writing things down. I'm telling you if you want to hear the voice of God, you got to set an appointment. You got to make that appointment and then you got to be still and you got to start worshiping him. Number 3. Pray and read. Pray and read. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. This is speaking of Jesus. Very early in the morning, there there's the time even though it's not you know, a clock hand that we know what hour it is. It's very early in the morning. While it was still dark, Jesus got up, He left the house, and went off to a solitary place. There's the place. The time and the place where He prayed. Jesus set an appointment with the Father. He had a time and a place where He would meet with Him, where He would pray. Look at Psalms 119 verse 147. I rise before dawn and I cry for help. That is, that's prayer. I cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. There's prayer and there's reading the word of God. Prayer and reading the word of God. Well, pastor, what do I pray about? Let me me tell you what you pray about. Whatever's on your heart. It's pretty easy. And I'm not against prayer lists. I have a prayer list and, and I use it from time to time, especially when I'm, like, I'm lost for what to say. But I don't always let that prayer list govern my prayer time. I begin to worship. Whatever I feel like God's putting on my heart, that's what I pray about. So we, we, we pray and we read. You just begin to tell God what, whatever's on your heart that day. And then after you've prayed, read the Bible somewhere, <laughs> anywhere. And I know we preachers, we, we try to direct people and, and especially, you know, if you've, if you've never been saved, we try to direct people to, to one of the Gospels, specifically uh, the Gospel of John. And we feel that's a good place to start. But did you know that, that I'm convinced that, of course, Scripture tells us this, but all Scripture is God-breathed. It's all God's Word. And I'm convinced that if you go to an appointment with God and you spend time and get still in worship and you pray and you begin to read, you can even be reading in the book of Leviticus and God can speak to you. Yes. So... So pray and then, and then read, read anywhere. If you want to read the Old Testament a little bit and the New Testament a little bit, that's good. If you want to uh, pick a proverb, there are 31 chapters in, in the book of Proverbs. You can pick one of those every day. And, and, and maybe like today is July the 8th. Maybe you could go home and open up to Proverbs chapter 8 and read that chapter. They're, they're really short chapters, but just read somewhere. Maybe you choose to pick one of the Gospels or, or read one of the prophet writings or, or one of the epistles, the letters from Paul. Just read anywhere. Pray and then, and then read. It doesn't matter where it is. God's going to speak to you if you'll preface your reading with worship and prayer. I promise you, it works every time. And then number four, listen and write. Listen and write. 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 19. The context of this passage, David is talking about uh, building the temple. Okay, so that's the context. Verse 19, he says, all of this, and what he's talking about here is all the details of of the temple, all the details that he's going to use, the blueprints of building the temple, all of these details I have in writing as a result of the Lord's hand upon me. And he enabled me to understand all the details Of his plan. In other words, this is what I see while David's writing this. He says, I have all the plans for the temple, and I have these because while I've been praying and reading and worshiping, the Lord's hand has been upon me, and I've begun to write down all the things that He's speaking to me about. And He says, Now that I've written them out, I understand. Let me realize that, you know, sometimes that's why it's really good to take notes is because even though we really don't like to write things down, there's something, maybe we'll not ever even go back and look at those notes, but there's something about writing and thinking that binds together to help you better remember something. So, how do you hear from the voice of God? Set an appointment, get still, worship, pray, and read, then listen and begin to write. Habakkuk chapter number 2 verse 2 The Lord replied What did he say Write down the revelation Where is that revelation coming from It's coming from God it's coming from his spirit He's revealing to him he's revealing That's how God speaks the revelation And he says but write down this revelation and make it plain on the table so anyone who reads it will understand what has been written and they'll run with it. Maybe even write out your prayers. I don't do this all the time, but there have been several times that I've, instead of praying out loud, I've typed out my, my prayers. And then what's interesting is some of those are like five and six years old to go back and read those and I'm like, wow. Man, God, you're so good. Maybe write out your prayers. Maybe write out what you feel that God is saying to you that day. Maybe write about what you just read in His Word. But write it down and watch your understanding of God grow. And let me say this, and I'm just about to wrap this up. Wrap this up. But let me say this while I'm on this topic of hearing God's voice. I have, just, just to help you out, I have never heard the audible voice of God. And let me let me clarify that because I know that some of you are from the country and you may not even know what audible means. I've, I've never heard... Uh, sorry, that makes it sound like you're uneducated. I didn't mean that, okay? I want to make sure we all get it, okay? I've never heard God's voice out loud. I've never heard the audible voice of God. And if I did, I would probably be terrified. And the reason I've never heard the audible voice of God is because God doesn't speak audibly today. Now, Now, He could if He wanted to, And He will if He needs to. I believe that. But He mainly speaks in a still, small voice. He whispers. And the reason that God whispers is because in order for us to hear someone who is speaking in whispers, we have to get close. And we have to be intentional about hearing. And God wants us to get close to Him. As a matter of fact, throughout this entire message, the goal cannot be just hearing the voice of God. The goal has to be drawing close to God. Because I guarantee you, as we draw closer to God, we will hear the voice of God. My last scripture is James chapter 4, verse 8. It summarizes what I just said. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. So to recap this morning, and I hope hope you write these down I hope you put these into practice. If you want to hear the voice of God, you've got to set an appointment, be still in worship, pray and read, and listen and write. And if you really value hearing the voice of God, I believe you'll put these points into practice this week. I want to pray for you. And as I get ready to pray, I'm going to ask um, Miss Renee if she'll go get um, our youth... Our youth are going to be going to church camp this week and I want to make sure that they're in here. We're going to pray over them. And actually we have an announcement that we want to make here in just a second. But um, every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around this morning. I just, you know, anytime I I teach on a topic, it may not necessarily be specifically a salvation message, but, but I promise you anytime the Word of God goes out, His Spirit is drawing people. And my question to you today, as we've talked about how to hear the voice of God, my question would be, what is God speaking to you today? Maybe for some of you, He's speaking about some changes that need to be made in your life. Maybe some of you, He's speaking about stepping out in ministry. Maybe some of you, He's speaking to you about maybe some things that that shouldn't be in your life. But I'm telling you, He's speaking today. And maybe you're here and, and, uh, and you just like to be open and honest just by a show of your hand and say, Pastor, I feel that God's speaking to me today about making some change in my life. Whatever that may be. If that's you, I just want you to simply raise your hand and put it right back down. I see your hands. I see your hands. Let, let's, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the honesty of, of the hearts. Um, that are behind the raising of the hands today. God, I believe that your Holy Spirit is speaking to us right now about our next steps, about about change, maybe about struggles that we haven't been able to overcome. And I pray right now, God, that your Spirit would just begin to speak words of wisdom into the lives of every man, woman, boy, and girl that is in this room. Lord, I pray today for those who raise their hand that needs to make changes in their life, God, who maybe need to begin to live more holy. God, maybe there's people that's in this room that that have never been saved, that today they want to become a Christian. God, I pray that right now that you would draw them to you and your Holy Spirit would begin to talk to them. And I pray, God, for those who specifically that need salvation, that even right now that they would say, Jesus, I'm a sinner because I have not lived the way that you've wanted me to live. And I need you to forgive me. I believe in you. I believe you're the only way to heaven. And I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me right now and make me new. God, for people who need to be more strong in their their prayer and, and time in the Word, God, I pray that right now that you would birth inside of them a hunger to draw closer to you. God, I pray for us as a church, God, that we would be a a church that is centered around the Word of God. A church that's centered around prayer and worship. A church that's focused on hearing the voice of God. And we thank You for incredible things that You've done and incredible things that You're doing. And we give You praise today in the mighty, holy, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.